Hello, and welcome to Elantum Digital's Publishing by the Numbers, where we help authors and self-publishers create quality books and build successful self-publishing businesses. Hi guys, welcome to the Publishing by the Numbers show. We are glad to be here today. This is podcast number five, and we are going to talk about tips for NaNoWriMo. Joining me today are my two amazing co-hosts, uh, Virginia Anderson and CJ Anaya. Hi, ladies. Hey, guys. Hi, Hello. Hi, CJ. Hey. You can tell that we're half asleep, even though it's in the afternoon, my time. <laughs> but Virginia might have an excuse. It's morning in Australia, right? Yeah, it's not. Uh, let me see. It's nine o'clock, nine a.m. I will say that's we, we should be mostly awake now. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get going on this one. So we're going to talk a little bit about NaNoWriMo because this should be going out in the first week of November. And CJ, what is NaNoWriMo? This is the month from hell. I'm kidding. This <laughs> is <laughs> this is the month where all authors everywhere, well, maybe, but most authors know it's the month for writing an entire book. Um, usually it's what, 60,000 words or is it 50,000 50, words? Okay. 50, so I know myself with that. Okay. And so you're trying to get that many words written in a month and you're reporting in and it's a group effort. It's like massive group accountability where you want to be part of it and do all of it. And it's fabulous when you can do it. Um, and it really pushes and motivates authors to, to write well and to write quickly. Well, I guess not write well if you're writing quickly, but it pushes you to write a lot and then, <laughs> and then hopefully have a book out. Okay. So sometimes it's the kick in the butt that authors need to get motivated if they've been stalled and just, you know, didn't have any plans or any goals. Um, but I think we kind of want to talk about the pros and cons of that and um, what is, you know, too much pressure versus what is not enough pressure and, and how different people respond to this um, really fun month from hell. Take, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so breaking it out, NaNoWriMo, it's a whole bunch of syllables. So it's National Novel Writing Month. Um, and it does happen in November. They have since expanded, they being the NaNoWriMo, um, the people who run it. And there's a website and you can log in there. And like CJ says, you can do accountability there. You can say, this is how far I am every day, all that kind of stuff. We will put the link to Nano in the show notes, but it is nanoremo.org. Ha, I can say that. Um, and, and it is, it's pretty cool. Um, a lot of people get excited about it. Um, and so, yeah, so that's happening here in November. They also now do a camp Nano which is a, there's one in the springtime and one in the summertime. And I find that's actually kind of brilliant because my November, I rarely do nano. I'm, I'm going to totally admit it here because my November always sucks for this because the yeah. last two weeks is holiday stuff. We, we make pies at our house to the tune of about 24 of them in any given year. And so with it being American Thanksgiving, that third week, we make pies up through Thanksgiving. And then the next week we are still consuming pie as we head into prepping the house for Christmas. So those are not great times for me to be writing 106, what, what is it, 1,667 words per day. Yeah. But I do better in the summertime when I don't have those things happening. Virginia, why do you think anybody would want to do something crazy like this to themselves? CJ touched on a couple of points, but let, let's get another opinion. <laughs> 
Oh, just because, you know, some people are like me, they like a bit of a pain and without pain, <laughs> there's no gain. So <laughs> um, I, I think, like we mentioned previously, uh, you know, this is really interesting industry because I've been involved in a different industry and I just found that this is really collaborative industry. You know, people really like to get together, talk together, together help each other. And I think this is a really great opportunity to get that collective vibe, collective momentum. Let's, okay, let's, we make it like a thing. This is a thing um very technical term and this is a thing and every november, <laughs> this, is a thing. this is a thing every november we're going to get together and we're going to do it it's like a tradition and i think it's i, I think it's maybe a personality thing like for someone like me i'm like okay all my peers they're doing this and i'm not doing this no uh, it's I'm extremely competitive by nature. Like I compete with absolutely about absolutely everything. Sometimes it's completely in my head. No one is aware of what's going on, but I just, you know, this is what makes me move. So knowing that the older guys are doing it and I'm not, I just feel like, oh, you're a bit of a loser if you're not doing it. But that it's it's really <laughs> personal. Like I don't want people to think that if you're not doing it, you're you're a loser, right? But it's very personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think competition can be positive. It, it it can be a good driving force. Yeah, I think it's really it's a good motivation to say, hey, everyone is doing it. Let's let's give a good shot and um and keep that momentum. Uh, and there's like a real tangible deadline at the end. Uh, and then I think, and then there's like really, I like specific goals, like targets and things like that. And 1,667 words, this is very specific. You can't get more specific. And, and when I have a specific goal, th this really helps me to focus. And then I'm like, doesn't matter what happens during the day, by the end of the day, I need to meet that target. Whether it's good or not, that's, an, that's another question, but I need to meet that target. And the way how I, I, um, I found that you can meet that target because it, it is a, a lot of words. It's, it hits it a lot of words. So um, the way how you can meet target and that that's something that works for me is instead of going sitting at your desk and just, okay, here we go, blank page zero word count and then you're checking every two seconds how many word count are, are we at at the bottom of that page it's so so draining so what I like to do is I just like to write and then I take break I take regular breaks just remember you do not have to reach that target in one go um it's like and and this really applies not just for this but to a lot of things like for example I got into this daily exercise this thing um and i'm trying to reach that ten thousand steps a day thing right and then initially when i started it's like okay i'm i need to reach that ten thousand steps in one go and this is my goal and guess what most of the days i don't meet that i'm like i'm really good at finding all sorts of excuses and justifications oh you know i didn't have time oh i'm feeling a little bit tired today oh 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 
And then I'm like, okay, all right, okay, we're going to change the method. It's not working here. So instead, I, what I do is I do 2,000 here. I do 3,000 there. I do 4,000 there. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I'm over my target. And without the, the pain, the, the constant pain, when I was doing 10,000 steps in one go, the constant pain is how many are we at? How many are we at? Oh, it's been only 100 steps. Why? Why? I feel like I've all, already done 10, 10, like a thousand steps. What's happening? Like, it's not working. This thing is broken. No, nothing's broken. It's, yeah. So, so just you got to, and then it's a, a little bit of a personality thing. Um, so if you are capable of writing those 1600 words in one go, great. But if you're not, break it down and do it in like, in uh, chunks and then um, and it will be much uh, more achievable. So that's, I mean, I get, yeah. I, I think it's a great thing because it's really like, okay, everyone is doing it. When I say everyone, everyone, everyone on planet earth is doing it. No, uh, everyone in the, in the industry is like kind of doing it. So I feel like I don't, I also want to do it. I want to be part of the thing. Um, and give a give it give a try so this is a, i guess the pro and what about the cons like what do you jenna what do you think some of the cons of proceeding that way uh the the con for me is first of all what i said before that november is kind of a crappy month for me and especially if you go out to um 20 books has their 20 books vegas conference that always happens in november and that's a full week. And while I did get some writing done last year when I went, not a lot. Um, so so there, there's some big distractions. Um, the other con is that for some personalities, that pressure of it has to be exactly this many words every day, instead of being fun competition, it becomes this outrageous pressure that if you only hit 1500 words instead of 1667, then you start to panic because now you're behind. And every time you get a little bit more behind, it's more panicky. And when you panic, you don't write well or at all. That's when I start looking for distractions where I'm like, oh, gosh, the windows have not been cleaned in three years. I need, need desperately <laughs> to clean the windows right now. Yep. <laughs> and that's me responding to the panic of, well, I'm already behind and I'm just getting farther behind and I hate the book and I hate myself and I hate everybody. So I think that's the con is there is this mental game that says, when is this a healthy competition and when isn't it? And for me, I have to change it from uh, that many words to am I making consistent progress? My, my goals are always about progress. And I don't care if I don't get 50,000 words. I want to ride the wave of the excitement that is everybody working on it. But I don't go with the specific word count because that spe specificity to me causes panic. And so it's just, nope, I'm just going to keep working every day. I'm going to check in with my friends and I'm going to have the fun parts of it without the, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I do feel that way a lot. I turn into a stress case when I fall behind. Uh, CJ, I think you are in an in even different situation because you have a deadline coming up. How is that going? 
Um, the, the, don't do this to yourself. If you know that you're the type of person who does not work well with deadlines and you're more of a person who works well with chunked projects like me, I think, you know, Andrea Pearson said something really interesting on a, on a podcast that she was, um, talking on where she said, I don't write every day. I'm a project person. I do a project and I'll do it in like a week or two. I'll just write like crazy for a couple of weeks, get the book done. And then I move on to another book, like a few months later, you know, and that is kind of how I have found that I do things. Um, I used to do writing every day when my oldest two were in school all day. And I had the youngest two in preschool because I had a three hour block every morning that I knew was solid and sound. And I could do that, but my life has changed drastically to where there's homeschool with one kid now and, and one kid, you know, a different semester was doing homeschool and it's just constant distractions. And so what I have found that I, I'm not doing well with the deadline at this point. And so I am actually struggling with the whole stress ball scenario that Jana described. (laughs) just recently. Um, it's so <laughs> yeah, NaNoWriMo for, for me is that it is the stress ball where it, in my season of life right now is more, okay, I can do chunks of it or blocks of it at specific weekends when I have this amount of time to write. I, it's not very consistent for me every day, like I want it to be. So that's been a little difficult, but I think you need to know your seasons of life. And I think you need to know what you do mentally and emotionally, because uh, sometimes you can just self-sabotage without even realizing it, especially if those windows are dirty. Uh, so j- I think know, know thyself, you know, know before you jump on that. We'll put it in the show notes that that was Andrea on the six figure author podcast which very sadly doesn't, they, they stopped broadcasting after a couple of years. And it makes me sad because it was one of my favorites, but we'll link that up because all of the episodes that they've created are still there and they're totally worth listening to. As an encouraging thing, there are kind of some rules and we'll put rules in quotes because they're more like pirate guidelines about um, nano and about being effective in nano. So I think we'll talk about those And then we'll see if there's anything else we want to do before we roll things up. So these are going to be quick rules and give me responses about them if you have any. And otherwise, we'll move on to the next one. So the first rule is research ahead of time, not during the month of November. Yes, especially, (laughs) especially if you're doing anything that involves genetics, which is what is happening in my book currently, I could kick myself in the booty for giving myself a deadline and making my main character a geneticist and then deciding that I need to know, you need to know all those things. So do the research beforehand, please. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, What I'm planning to do is write something historical and do the research about the the you know the really mundane things that they do on a daily basis obviously they don't have like they didn't have electricity at that period I want to set it up so just very tiny things you got to think about uh okay I cannot make reference something like she switched on the light because there's no electricity uh all things like that so yeah do definitely research before ahead of time we, some of us call October Preptober because it's your time to get in the books that you need, read the research, make sure that you've sketched out um, outlines, plots, any of those things that you feel like you need 
do as much of it as you can in October so that when Nano is actually going, you can focus on the writing. Now, there will be some stuff you'll have to do, but try to save that for not during your writing periods. So if you're writing stuff and then at night you go, okay, before tomorrow, I need to look up a couple of things. That's a great place to put that research. But research is another one of those things like dirty windows that if you're struggling, you can fall down the research rabbit hole and now you've spent all of your writing time as research time. All right, here comes the next one. And this is one of my favorites because we were just talking about it. Turn off the distractions. <laughs> no social media, no phone on, nothing, no TV. I once had a writer tell me that they they wrote better with the TV on. And I was like, I would love to come and observe this. I want to sit and watch you do that. <laughs> because, because if that is possible, I am impressed. That is a level of hyper-focus that I have not yet achieved. And I and I can hyper-focus like no one's business. Um, so that, yeah, get rid of anything that you know distracts you because that actually can be very personal to you. Some people actually don't mind the white no noise of something in the background. If it is a TV, if it's turned down low, um, some people love jazz music playing in the background. If I have music on, it drives me crazy because my brain starts to follow the chord progressions instead of doing what I'm supposed to do uh, with my own books. So whatever those known distractions are and your tendency to follow them, and, and uh, use that as an excuse to stop writing. Just stop it right now. Do the preemptive stuff to get rid of it so that you don't distract yourself in the middle of writing. So I, as you know, I'm a sucker for punishment. I love being punished for some reason. Uh, so, and I'm very competitive. And because there's a deadline, so I set up a punishment if I don't meet that deadline. And it's not a pleasant punishment because... I know that some punishments can be pleasant. It's not a pleasant one. For example, uh, for example, if I don't meet my deadline, I might have to give a donation to a political party that I do not agree with. This oh, that's an inventive one. Nice. Yeah, that's this is very painful because it's not, you're not giving <laughs> a donation to a charity or for a cause that you believe in, which will make you feel good once you've done the donation, right? So no, 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 that's not punishment. It needs to hurt. So that's an example of things <laughs> awesome. that, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, something that would hurt. And <laughs> I'm, I'm very much driven by by punishment so find something that that works for me but i mean Man, i've got simple pains at like 50 jumping jacks would do it for me that would highly motivate me that, you that. Me how to do 50 jumping jacks i would get that those words written right then and there there, there you go <laughs> and part of the turning off the distractions is have this uh, the discussion with your family spouse friends whoever else likes to distract you um, my sister likes to call me in the morning, so I have to turn my phone off and I have to tell her I'm writing during this time. Don't distract me, because if I don't tell her, she's going to think I died or something. And then she's going to call the police to come to my house and make sure that, you know, do a wellness check. But to have those discussions to say, kids, when the door is closed, it's writing time. This is not coming in and Bob, mom or dad or whomever time. And also setting up an environment where you can work. Because if you've got a lot of distractions around you, piles of dishes that you can see from where you're sitting, stuff like that, you do have those distractions. So as much as possible, and we know everybody has kind of a different setup, try to minimize those things so that you stay focused on the work. I think it's 
a lot to do with you got to know yourself. You got to know what works for you. Uh, for example, I think I'm a structured creative. This is a thing. It's not oxymoron. It is a thing. So I can get very creative if I have a structure in place. And mm -hmm. so that's why I, if, you know, prepare the outline ahead of time. Uh, don't wait until the month start because that's going to take me to the dirty window uh, because I will be like doing also the research that's that that would give me enough for, for the next five years um so no that's not what we're aiming for uh but that's because i know that's how i work if i have a structure that will keep me focused and i will not get distracted if i don't have a structure oh man i'm just going to go oh maybe thinking about 10 different books at the same time and then pff, i'm going to achieve nothing oh fantastic Okay, our next one, and I'm combining two that we had on our list, but I think they're interrelated. So the first part of it is keep writing even when it feels stupid, which then relates to don't try to edit as you go, not for nano, and especially not when you haven't practiced editing as you go and cycling and all those things. So keep writing even when it feels stupid. Do not edit as you go. Oh, this is a, this is like, isn't that the given? Like if I stop writing because it's stupid, then I'll stop right now. Like I even stop open, open, <laughs> opening my mouth because seriously, sometimes what I say, like it's pretty stupid. Uh, so no, definitely this is, this is never, I never, if I stop, I will never stop because I feel like everything I write sounds stupid, especially the first, the first draft. So well, yeah. and when you self-edit, you kind of throw your own self out of that groove that you're in. If you can look at NaNoWriMo as an opportunity to just uh, free write, get everything out there. Yes, you did prep and yes, you did plan. But if you can have this idea that as long as you have words on a page, you can go back and edit and rewrite and tweak anything. It's just this is the process of getting words on the page. Um, and I've known way too many people who have tripped up, including me on this idea that, no, I can't move any further until what I have so far is perfect. You will never get past chapter one if you do that. Chapter two, chapter three, you will spend far too many days perfecting things, or you'll waste too much time during the day attempting to rewrite things you've already written, tire yourself out, and then you're not ready to move on and write more. So adding more words to that page is really the only way that you can continue to pre-write and move forward. And I often, when I go back to things that I have written, I will see in parentheses and I don't, I must have blocked this out. I always block this out, but I will, I will see in parentheses, this is stupid, write it better. And then I moved on, you know, so special notes to myself, little love notes to myself where I'm like, this needs more of this. This needs more of that. Here's a reminder, this stinks, write it better. And then I just keep moving forward. Um, another thing that really helps me get into the groove of it faster because we don't want to self-edit and because we do want to be able to jump in and just go is I will leave notes to myself once I'm done. And I will say, I will outline or just tell myself exactly what I want to start working on when I come back for the next writing session. This also helps quite a bit with you not having to sit there and think of things to write about or try to figure out where you're going from there that then I think often leads to everything sucks, this is stupid. It's more of an ability to free write because you're looking at the notes you left for yourself and then you can just start moving on to, to continue 
uh, without having to stare and think, where am I going next with this? Where am I going next with this? That's part of the prepping and planning, I think, but, but really has more to do with just being able to write and not censor yourself in any way. Give yourselves your best chance with all of these little hacks to kind of get the brain going again every time you sit down and move with these writing sessions, okay? Some of the advice that I've read and that I do, and it's really helpful, is to leave yourself on a cliffhanger. You know, don't don't come to the end of the scene where everything is tied up nicely and you have to think about, well, how do I start the next scene? But take yourself to kind of the climax of the scene, the place where everything's really exciting and you're really excited about all the writing and say, this is where I'm stopping today, which is really hard, by the way, because you go, but I, I want to finish. And, you know, in, in romance, it might be the big smoochy scene. This is the first kiss scene and you're going to leave right in the middle of that so that when you come back, you can reread your last paragraph and it will immediately pull you into that moment because it's not something that was tied up with a nice little bow, but it's something that drags you right through. And so that's a good way to help keep yourself motivated is to say, I'm going to stop when I really don't want to, because then you've got that push that says, oh, yeah, I, I want to come back and finish that scene. You know, I, I really need to write that. So our last one is about making good use of the time that you've got. It is always, not always, for, for lots of us, it is ideal to say, I'm going to sit down and I have the next two hours and I will go into the writer's zone where everything is perfect. I have no distractions. My favorite music is on or not. And I'm going to write for two hours and it's going to be lovely. But for a lot of our lives, we, we don't get a two-hour zone or we don't get one every single day. Um, and so I call this looking for the minutes in the corners and you can use things like sprinting and that kind of stuff to take advantage of those because if you can't write in 15 or 20 minutes, e even something, just a few sentences, then you're going to find it really hard to get through if you have a full-time job, if you have a full-time family, if you have any other kind of distractions, which we all do, you got to be able to find those other times to write when it's not an ideal two or three hours. So thoughts on that. Things you can do besides sprinting, any ideas for how do you write short? Because it's hard. I, I think for me, I do a lot. And maybe this is a bit problematic when people are trying to talk to me. This is why people are always like, I contact CJ because they're trying to make sure that I'm actually focused on what they're saying. Because most of my day is spent daydreaming. I'm thinking about scenes. I'm thinking about little things that I want to do. And I think that kind of assists me in getting into the groove of things, which is why those little 15 minutes can be achievable. I don't have to get into the groove of it. I've already kind of thought about what I want to do and gotten excited about a little moment that I want to write about. And it doesn't need to take me long if I can just get a couple of paragraphs in um, just thoughts on a page about that, even if it is not you know, it, even if it's one of those things where it's like, hey, stupid, come back and write that better. Aren't I so kind to myself? Uh, the, at least I've got that down. And really remember the goal is words on a page because you can you can fix that. You can go back to that and rework that. If you have no words on a page, you've got nothing to work with. So that's um, the, the level of daydreaming, thinking things through, usually when I'm washing dishes. So even, even in those moments of, you know, the 15 minutes that you can get, I still have time to, uh, when I'm folding laundry, when I'm doing dishes to consider what I'm going to work on next, even if I only have a little bit of time to do it. So that, that helps me, but then 
I'm kind of in the clouds all the time too. So if you're not in the clouds all the time, that might not help you at all. But <laughs> for those of you who are, do that. Yeah, uh, I like to. So I'm a, I love gadgets, right? So I like to have all sorts of gadgets. And one of the things, like my phone, obviously, is like extension of my limb. And <laughs> this is really, really sad. It's true. We're all there. <laughs> it's really bad. Especially when I know there's like this kind of specific deadline, I like to pull up the notes app. Uh, so I use a iPhone um, and I'm sure there's equivalent on any Android uh, um, phone. So I pull up the notes. Pad, uh, so it's either on my laptop, maybe I'm doing something unrelated, or maybe on my phone, I pull up the note uh, pad, um app and then I just type type down you know like I'm actually quite amazed by my typing skills and it's you know it's automatically um synced to my computer so I can just bring those words onto the page uh every little piece matters uh I'll, you know if it could be just be five minutes of something that you just jog down because you're in like you're in the car or in the bus or in going somewhere you suddenly thought about something and you just 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 write it down and then you will be really you might be quite pleasantly surprised at the end of the day how many words you've actually achieved rather than in front of your computer two hours and then just staring at that uh thing jumping you know like the mm -hmm. the what is it called by the way it's a it's a word counter the, the word count the yeah that that thing so <laughs> you know, think it's obviously, as I said, very technical term. I get quite frustrated sometimes if I just sit there and looking at my screen and I just look and I'm making this move with my head that's in sync with that, uh, <laughs> that, that word counter. It's like, hmm, what now? And whereas if you just, whatever an idea comes or whatever, whatever line comes, just put in, you know, in the notepad, uh, in the in the notepad app, or in your like physical notebook, I always have a physical notebook with me. I actually have a notebook next to my bed because I dream all sorts of really really funky, amazing thing. Uh, and I and I wake up in the middle of the night and I just juggle down. I would add to that that almost all phones have dictation software. Oh uh, yes, I am not good at dictating a whole book. Um, I know people who are amazing and they dictate massive amounts of words and it's one of these days I'm gonna learn how to do that but that can be that moment when you're waiting and you know waiting for your child to come out of the school and you've got 10 minutes well talk into your phone and you get that little group of words um, and the dictation software very often will you know it'll write it all down for you you can ship it right into your computer bring it up in word move it to wherever so again those things and then remember sprints sprints are fun because you can often do that with a group you can get with friends and say, okay, we're going to, for the next 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, we're going to sprint. And the whole idea there is maybe you can't do two hours, but you can do 20 minutes of head down, butt in chair, hands on keyboard, keyboard, which we call a bit hawk, B-I-C, butt in chair, hands on keyboard, H-O-K, bit hawk. So you bit hawk yourself and you're going to write for just that 20 minutes and then you can go do the dishes or whatever. But forcing yourself to do that sprint and say, type as much as I can in that sprint. You'll be amazed at how much you can put out when you put that restriction around it, but it's only to take a few minutes. So 
All right, we're coming to the end of our list. So now the very last thing we're going to do is our moment of utter irrelevancy. So Virginia, what would you like to talk about today that is utterly irrelevant to the conversation? I would like to talk about my tennis outfit. So I mentioned it before. Uh, I I got into tennis, not because I know how to play, but just because I like accessories. So I got this, I ordered this outfit and I received the outfit. And <clears throat> I'm just going to say that the no, the outfit is no longer in this house. And all what I can say is there's something really, really wrong with the fashion industry. There's nothing wrong with my body, nothing. Obviously, nothing wrong with your body. Nothing wrong with my body. But the sizing, that's what's wrong. Like they don't have a uniformed sizing that that's universal that, that applies to every single store. So I don't blame my, I don't know how many cookies I had, but I blame the sizing, right? So uh, so that's my irrelevant moment. And the other, I, I do have another one and that's, it's a shocker to me and I'm still trying to grasp the what that means. It's CJ told me that she eats pizza and brownie at the same time. This, yeah. it, it, it's and all what I have to say is it, it's utterly wrong. And no, I'm, I'm, no, no. That was going to be my moment of relevancy. <laughs> I'm going to share how I just had pizza and brownies and it was utterly superb. It's so wrong. Anyway, uh, you, you continue, continue. I'm just going to zoom out. I'm not listening. <laughs> Yeah, just that I got to eat pizza and brownies at the same down same time and wash it down with root beer. And, and, um, like, I can't tell you how satisfying it was. Um, and usually it's even more satisfying when I can share these things with Virginia and Janet and get their reactions. That's really what I'm going for is the reaction and it works every time. And the reaction is still ongoing because (sighs) I'm traumatized anyway. Yeah, I, I don't eat pizza, so that's okay. So my <laughs> funny moment of irrelevancy is that we got home from school today and my daughter ran into the house and then she ran back out to where I was and she said, mom, mom, the dog is green. And I'm trying to figure out, oh my gosh, what did the dog get into? And she's like, she's green on one side and she's green on her nose. And it's like, what in the world? So I come running into the house to check on our dog and come to find out what it is, is that Last week, my husband installed lights that turn various colors, and he had told them to be green lights today because green is the color of our garbage can, so it was a reminder to him to take the garbage can out this morning. The lights are still green. The dog is white, so her fur was reflecting the green light and doesn't look like we had a green dog. Okay, I thought someone had gotten into some paint, crafty paint. Is it paint? Is it food coloring what what in the world but really it's that her fur was reflecting this nice green light and you these lights are awesome you can turn your your light any color you want so I'm waiting for the next time when you know he makes the lights orange and now it's going to be mom mom the dog is orange so (laughs) I'm sure he'll do that for for Halloween since you know it's before Halloween when we're taping this and after when you guys get to listen to it so (laughs) <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, ladies. I think that we've had a good time and hit on some stuff that'll be helpful. Um, hopefully, authors, we will see you guys in the nano trenches. We'd love for you to contact us and let us know how it's going. 
you can go to our Facebook group over at Atlantan Digital. If you just search that in Facebook, you're going to find us. We're right there. And we'd love to We'll get a thread started so that you can tell us how you're doing. And other than that, thanks so much for joining us. You can find the show in the show notes over at www.elantandigital.com. And you can follow the podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast distributor. We update every Sunday night or Monday night, depending on your time zone. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. See y'all later. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.